At Bold Futures, we work to build communities where people have what we need to make real decisions about our bodies and lives. We are led by and for women and people of color in New Mexico and have been leading policy change, culture shift, research, and place-based community organizing for 20 years. For Bold Futures, culture shift means creating art, messages, and media to shape narratives that matter. Welcome to our podcast, The Heart of New Mexico. Today, you are listening to episode one of a limited five-part series called Bienvenidos All, exploring religious refusals and the impact of these refusals on New Mexicans. I'm your host, Kat Sanchez. A religious refusal is when an individual or institution refuses to provide care or services to others based on their own religious beliefs. While in New Mexico we do have some anti-discrimination protections in the state's Human Rights Act, in many cases, religious refusals are legal here and across the country. The current presidential administration has rolled back protections against discrimination in health care for transgender patients, LGBTQ patients, or patients seeking abortion care. Protections against discrimination in housing and education have also been reversed. We begin this series with LGBTQ advocate J.T. Perez. J.T. is an individual of trans experience raised between Texas, Kansas, and southern New Mexico. J.T. made Las Cruces home a decade ago and shares with us their experience transitioning with support and acceptance here in our borderlands and expands on what religious refusals means to them and their community. You've come out twice. You came out as uh, a lesbian in the 80s. Mm -hmm. You came out as trans in 2000s? 2013. Mm -hmm. And what was that experience for you like personally? It was like one of those aha moments where like, oh, you know, once I started meeting people who were trans and then, and, and then transgender guys, I was like, finally I met here I am meeting somebody that I can relate to. So that, that was like, in, I think at 42, 43. And like when you don't, when you go through your whole life not being able to relate to anybody, you know, it's a lost feeling. And then these guys came and gave a transgender 101. And I was just like, oh, I'm like this guy. No, I'm more like that guy, you know? And to not ever have that feeling and then to have it, it it's, it's a very like, like I'm getting excited right now just remembering that feeling and then being able to talk to my my wife at the time you know being able to break it down and process it with her it was a lot of pillow talk it was a lot of getting through the day and then like you know coming home and just like letting down those guards and and talking about like identity and going through the past um, childhood and, and young adult years and just like oh, this makes more sense if I applied a different lens to it, you know? I, I was no, I, I, I was never this person, this, this woman. And, oh, here I am, a trans guy. This, this is why things are so mixed up, all this. You know, it was just like putting a puzzle together. And so um, it was an exciting process. Um, and finding the connections like, oh, th so you go to this doctor and this is what you need to do next. Um, and meeting people that have already been through the process and then meeting people that were about to go through the process. It was a very exciting time. And then like 
like coming out as a lesbian was never like coming out as trans. Um, coming out as trans was much more like um, empowering. It was, it was just like, you know, I wish I could embrace that feeling again. I must be embracing that feeling. I'm feeling like really good right now. You know, it was, it was just a very empowering moment and it lasted a long time. And then the community here was so supportive and helped reinforce that feeling over and over, you know. It, it was just a very positive experience for me. Do you think that that supportive feeling that, that Southern New Mexico has embraced you with is a New Mexican thing? Yeah. I mean, well, coming from Texas, mm -hmm. you know. And then also maybe, like, because the town is smaller, you know, and then people know me. It must be a New Mexican thing because, of course, my family, too, my, on my mom's side, very embracing. We just accept how people are. As an individual of trans experience, what comes to mind for you or what do you feel when you hear about others who don't have that same experience and are not embraced? It hurts. Um, it makes me wonder why, you know, and then immediately I'm thinking of, like, of people that weren't accepted by their family, but then also that of people who are having difficulties in work or at work or organizations, you know, that they're involved with. And it makes me wonder why, what's the difference? You know, how come, how come it has been a little bit more easy for me, easier for me, and, and why are other people having difficulties? It doesn't make sense that, you know, some people would be more accepting. To me, it doesn't make sense, but. I'm very fortunate to keep traveling that area where there's least resistance. So it really hurts when I hear of other people's experiences where they're not accepted, and I'm just baffled by it. Can you explain to us a little bit about what you believe religious refusals are? So anytime like the word religion is thrown in into, into our world, it seems to separate. Um, and so for for how I understand it is that somebody can just decide um, on the whim in, in somebody's face, you know, that they're not going to serve you or that they're not going to offer the services that they said they, they're going give to give other people. And it seems more like a personal choice, you know, coming from their morals or their whatever their personal beliefs are rather than... Um, and, that, and that's how they live their life, I suppose, you know, just choosing to not give services or to not help other people, a certain group of people, the way that they would normally help people. When you're attempting to receive services and you're denied, how does that make you feel? Well, you know, it, it angers me. You're providing services to people that you open up a business and you're providing, you're saying you're going you're to provide services to anybody, basically, right? You want to make money or you want to bring attention to your organization or what have you. Um, and to just like decide who's worthy of your business and who's not, well, that reminds me of, it just reminds me back in, of how, you know, black people, the history of, of, of like, discriminating against black people just because of the color of their skin or maybe even the shade of their skin. It, it angers me that it's still around. And then of course, like, it's more personal because I know what's happening to trans people 
all over the world. So it, um, it, it saddens me. I know behind anger is, is more about you know, being sad or hurt. So that, that's what I'm feeling right now. Do you know of anyone in your circle that has gone through this experience? Yes. Yeah, she's trans. And so she's with a huge employer here in town and a fellow colleague decided not to use her pronouns that she, she wanted and based it on his religion back home where he's from. So he's using that as a reason to not address her proper, properly or give her, you know, respect and dignity that anybody would, that he gives to anybody else. And based on what you know of the situation with your friend, how has that impacted her? Oh, it hurts her. Her past is, is littered with everything that we hear about trans women, you know, assaults, um, partners who end up abusing her. And here she's excelled in her career. I value her opinion and her outlook on life and um, her knowledge. But to know that she carries this weight that affects her every day, and then that she can't be herself at, at her job, or she, she is herself, right? But that there's people that will go ahead and, and throw those daggers at her and make her life more difficult. She's a doctor. I'm not saying like people deserve respect because you, you go through the hoops of education and you earn this degree, but you know, just the simple dignity of somebody else. Um, I know that she's hurting, and we carry our past with us. Most of us will carry our past with us, and to know that she's still receiving these, these slight microaggressions or even overt, you know, displays of, of disgust, that just, I hurt for her. I can feel it. What do you tell her, and what would you tell someone else that told you that this has happened to them, whether at work or at a business they've gone to? Well, first with her, you know, I just always, hopefully I can just hold that space of just like being sympathetic to her experience. But then I also, you know, say, you need to go report this to EEOC and have you um, gone to your supervisor, manager, director, whoever's in charge. Excuse me. Um, Immediately, I'm also on all about that, you know, fight for yourself, advocate for yourself. And then here's these organizations that you could probably reach out to if, if you don't get the response that you need in your employment. So immediately, I'm, I'm pushing for to, to advocate for yourself. And the reason why is because if she's paved the way so far for herself already, she, she's a trailblazer, right? Mm -hmm. If she's gone that far, for herself already, she can continue to fight the discrimination, not just for herself, but for others. Earlier, you had said that in your experience, New Mexico has been supportive. Mm -hmm. Would you say that someone who utilizes religion to discriminate, to not offer services, to, to remove someone's dignity, mm -hmm. Given your experience, 
Is using religion in that way a New Mexican value? No, it's not. It's not a New Mexican value. Like when you think of New Mexico, when I think of New Mexico, I'm thinking of all the friendliness um, of family, of our culture, of being, and it, of just being. And it, you know, not being happy, not being accepting, not, just the power of being. And I'm thinking mainly of our Latino, Hispanic culture, right? Just my experience has been like, you know, one of, of family, of, of friendliness, of accepting whoever comes into the family. Oh, my cousin's marrying this woman. Okay, so welcome to the family, that type of feeling. Um, so when I hear about this type of discrimination based on who we are, that doesn't align with what I picture in my head. So like the, the family feeling here, and queer families make their own families too because some of us are kicked out, it, but you know, we're still accepting of each other. And it seems like that, that multiplies within our community and multiplies within the state because we're, we're all somehow connected and we're all like, you know, telling each other's friends and families, oh, you know, this, you know, I, I know I have a trans friend and here's, here's some things that I know about him. And it breaks down those barriers. So when it happens, when the discrimination happens, I'm surprised. I didn't know that it was still happening unless something happens in the news. So I'm always surprised that it does happen because it's not something of my experience as I walk through this life here in New Mexico. What message of hope or what message would you want to convey to those who are listening? To be your whole self, to walk in your power, to embrace yourself. And, and, and I want to say fuck what everybody else thinks, just to be you. And, and you know, I know it's easier for me to say it because I'm in my 50s, you know? And, and yes, I've gone through the experience of needing that acceptance, but you have to accept yourself. And then I think everybody else will too. There's, there's power within yourself if you do that. It's a great feeling, you know, once, once you're able to live authentically how you know yourself. Many thanks to JT Perez for speaking with us and for being a powerful voice and leader in Las Cruces. Continue on with the Bold Futures podcast by subscribing to The Heart of New Mexico and the limited series Bienvenidos All on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and on our website at boldfuturesnm.org backslash heart of New Mexico. Also, follow us on social media as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.